Hey, it's your favorite podcast. Back again with Will and Spaz. Confidence. It's all within you. Aliens everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Godfidence. I'm your host Matthew Williams, William Spaz, and today's episode is titled Pressures of Society from a miniseries Matters of Confidence. We'll hear snippets of the discussion I had with our guests for today, Kenil Allen and Anake McIntosh. We all face societal pressures, so let's hear how they approach this matter. Hey, stay on. Take a listen, you won't regret it. It was awesome. Let's welcome today on this podcast, Kenil Allen, a young man who has a passion for God and his people. He's currently studying guidance and counseling at Michael University. Kenil enjoys playing basketball, playing the drums, and also spending a lot of time with friends and family. Also, we have with Kenil, let's welcome Anake McIntosh, a youth leader, motivational public speaker, and social worker. She was a 2017 recipient of the Prime Minister's Youth Awards for Excellence in Service and a Caribbean recipient of UE Female Award for Service. Above all, a proud Christian and member of the Church of God of Prophecy. These lovely individuals will join me on this podcast today to dive into pressures of society. This is the next segment of Godfidence called Past Giving, where we will hear real and personal stories told by Will Inspires or for occasional guests. All right, guys. So today we have two lovely guests on. Guys, introduce yourself for me, please. So hi, everyone. I'm Anake McIntosh. Hi, everybody. My name is Kenil Allen. So we'll be discussing some little issues about pressures of society. All of these stuff, the stigmas, the cultural norms that we should fit into or we're expected to fit into. And we'll be discussing that today focusing and opening it not just to being it being about christianity only but pressures of society with youth on a whole because right. we do face it and can you was there a time when you had friends who were either struggling with themselves about the pressures of society had any of that type of thing and because yeah. guys kind of reveal things to each other easier i believe yeah, they do. <laughs> a lot. A matter of fact, everything actually. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, okay, I was just saying that I think guys reveal things to each other a little more. I like that one. Right. Go ahead, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I don't listen. No, no. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it's supposed to be the bro code, though, you know. But anyways, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, um, guys do we do face a lot of um, pressures. Um, I have Christian friends and non-Christian friends. Yeah. And uh, we will talk at, at uh, you know, just on a bridging level, uh, what we are facing because we can both relate. 
Christians can relate to non-Christians, and non-Christians can relate to Christians, you know? And so, I try to relate to everybody on the same level. Um, I guess for the non-Christians, you know, you, you know, we don't take it too spiritual, because you know, once you go all over them head, you know, versus yeah. if you talk to a, a guy that's a Christian, it's from my friends, my closer friends, and we may face some um, pressures, say, for instance, a female. I think that's probably the biggest one, you know. And you know, we share open up and say, you know, do this and uh, we see that girl here. We talk to this girl and she said this and you know, this. I'm a feel that we're here, you know. Um, we share on a certain level where uh, we can, you know, be real with each other. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, being real, but you know, not neglecting. As a Christian, who God say say we are as Christian, right? Yeah. Um, speaking to my unsaved friends, um, everybody know me. I'm a Christian, but at the same time, my friends love come to me with a problem. It's, you know, I'm studying guidance and counseling in school yeah. now, so you know, everybody come to me with some pieces. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so you know, everybody see me as counselor. Yeah. So my, my unsaved friends, um, they, they trust me a lot with, with what they're going through. And so they will share with me, um, you know, just certain experiences that they are going through, you know, how they feel on the issue. And they just want to hear my, 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 my insights and, you know, just yeah. what's my approach yeah. in the situation. I like how can you say that, uh, Matthew, that Christians mm-hmm. can relate to non-Christians. And it's quite... A different conversation but you recognize that while Christians can relate to non-Christians there's a big gender gap as well as yeah. it relates to the issues that youths face as yeah. Christians and non-Christians and that they face as female and male yeah, I won't even get into the bro code because I honestly <laughs> agree and I understand it's a whole different challenge out here for male and I will not try to be fancy and say that I understand because I have never lived in the body of a name. So <laughs> yeah. I but um, in my profession, in my line of work, I get a lot of clients who are non-Christians and I mean the things that they speak about are things that I hear my church brothers speak about as well, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. However, the recommendation and the, the Thing that they try to do to improve the situation is different so we, we have these these different cultural norms in jamaica especially where a man must have hold a girl mm. or a girl must dress a certain way a little lewd in a mm. sense where you have this smoking culture oh, excessive yes. drinking this party culture mm-hmm. when we step into this circle how do we cope well, and I'll just go ahead first. How do we cope, you know, is, mm-hmm. is for some of us to identify that it is actually an issue first. Because while it is a culture, Christians know, well, true Christians know that we don't derive from culture, but we derive from biblical foundation. True Christians must identify that our roots don't come culturally, but um, biblically, because if that was the case, we'd be in a lot of problem. Because our grandparents are guilty of some things that they enforce on us that have no roots. Even now, churches, and I won't call any church name, <laughs> they, they preach <laughs> and they emphasize that 
you should you reach your ages even if you get a husband yeah like it's like a little muslim thing just find him you learn him or then you understand him but married him just don't go out of the line so the mm. relationship the only issue with relationship then is the fornication so just married him oh, and wow. then anything else come after is anything and that was culturally taught by a lot of grandparents the canoe so the same question yes. as you like how does the when you're in that space of the cultural norms being impressed or imposed upon you or impressed upon you what's your way of dealing with it how do you face it how do you look at it all right so um to be honest like my my journey uh, was been a process so um i can kind of relate to anake i was born in church yeah and so it can say basically all of my life i've been a christian right mm-hmm. got baptized at eight and uh, you know no, yeah, whole, <laughs> so, I, I try, I try. I try, I try. <laughs> you know, but um, growing up though, you know, being baptized at eight, um, um, you know, my, my, my parents um, were pastors. My mom is a pastor. Um, my brother is a pastor as well. You know, my sister is very active in church. But for me, growing up, I kind of tried to figure it out on, on my own, you know? Yeah. So, I guess. But like Anna Kay said, grandma said, just do this and, you know, really ask a question and just, you know? Yeah. For me, I would just like, I wouldn't ask any question because I wasn't that vocal either. But I would try to to line up to what a Christian should look like, but realizing that every time I try, I fail. And so, yeah. growing up, even as a teenager, I never used to do much um, stuff, but I think like in my late teens, early 20s, you know, now being exposed to, to, different pressures yeah. you know <laughs> um had to to really rely on my, my faith but even my faith there was some some misinformation to put it um and in terms of who i am as a christian so i realized i was struggling you know even in self-esteem um i can share my, my dad died when i was very young and yeah. since then like from that age growing up i had low self-esteem so for me i was i would struggle with um identity and so i tried to seek approval you know from people as much as i could and uh, realizing that that wasn't me either yeah. and so it was a journey in people saying oh do this do that do this do that but i remember praying one day though i think i was meeting there but just asked the lord to really you know allow me to discover who I am, yeah. you know, and uh, it took me about, about age 19, 20 for that to start reveal that to me. But so I had friends that, you know, once again, very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You look like you have but to that, tell us your story to you, know, Anna. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, but I had friends that, that weren't Christian. So, and these are people that I'm, I'm, you know, I, I respect dearly up to this day, and they respect me as, as a Christian. And so we would share, and they would say, "Well, oh, Kenny, if you do this, if you do that, if you do this, if you do that." And you know, to be honest, right. like there are some stuff I was, like, all right, cool. 
and then there are some stuff I like yo you know and I mean that <laughs> you know just not do that and and they would respect that because you know and then you have outsiders that doesn't know me or they will see me from the outside and some were pretty okay he's a christian this one just but they mean and someone said no man you want a christian so oh. then when you tell them certain things now they're like yo oh you finna do that oh you know do this yo yeah hey, man whatever <laughs> you know yeah. and then like you know i used to find um i used to find that a bit offensive when people say me yeah christian and be like yeah christian no he's like stop it everybody you cannot do that you will be led astray stop it everybody Imagine you're unscrewed, me never Christian. Right, that is true. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That is true. But I, 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 I you know because of the pressures you know society I, I, you spoke about the, the having a lot of women well I, I didn't that wasn't me either but you know the temptation may come um you know girls may come approach you and you have that temptation and say, oh yeah man the girl and the girl and you go back to your bridge and you say yo that's the girl link me and the girl link me you know because you want to get liberated things <laughs> you know but um but 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 at the end of the day my my core belief you know wasn't to have a lot of girls really to have one and to yeah. you know to and to be married so i thank god for that with my, my parents I, I grew i grew up for, for eight years my dad passed on okay but just that short space of time to see how my mom and my dad did it you yeah. know that inspired me to want to do it like them too cool. and so that never really shaped me that much but there was a lot of pressure though i must say and uh, i had to and thanks to friends as well that would uh, encourage me to even when I miss the mark sometime that I was praying about in line that encouraged me to to get back on track yeah. I love how Kenil said um support you know that at one point when he was transitioning yeah. he, he he tried different things and persons in the church I think that's why he said um supported him that's one of the deepest things that defines your esteem you know because if you're battling with spiritual um differences yeah. societal differences your your physical environment differences your household differences your personal yeah. differences and then the differences of your peers it depends on where you get that level of support from that you will you will be more attracted to yeah. it's just like yeah, all the different gangs it's a it's a group of belonging is where you feel you know appreciated and wanted and so a lot of youths have that have that issue but they don't yeah. get the level of support that they need yeah, to yeah. get um, yeah. the correct agents that yeah. will help to determine how what they transition and what the transition will do to them is yeah. one of the big reasons why i find empowerment so important and um the church to be that foundation in this day and age we're highly influenced is from, from social media you know um instagram um twitter you know whatsapp facebook um it's just right in your face no matter where you turn in the music um where everything just thrown at us mm -hmm. and so for yeah. us as millennials i'm not saying 
um, for my grandma, you know, for my mom. That it was easy, but <laughs> but for us, you know, it's a bit difficult to you know to just shun all of that because it's right there. Even when you're trying to avoid, it is right there in your face. Yeah. And so for for millennials, I like myself. Um, it is very important again as it, as um, Anna K mentioned about the support. If you do have friends and even family members or church members, um, it's gonna be really tough for you to to stand out. You know, when when the pressures of life come, when all these cultural um, norms and societal societal um, influences come at you, you will be lost because there is no okay. one to hold your hand and say we can't get through this together. And not just that, but hey, you may fall. But you know, we, we we're gonna get up together and we're going to keep moving forward. Because to be honest, even in the church, sometimes it's hard to even go to somebody and say, you know, um, I, I struggle with this, or you know, um, I, I thought about this idea that you know, without being judged, because the the only thing that you need as a Christian you must be firm, you must be strong, you know, you must be <laughs> you know, quick, sharp, and at that time, it's not like that, you know. Um, I'm it, to be honest. So if you don't have that support, um, again, if you, you're not reminded daily in mm-hmm. who you are, in the identity of a Christian, yeah. you know, and have do, those, um, you know, support system. There's a scripture in, uh, I hope not misquoting, I think the Ecclesiastic, it says, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. um, two is better than one, yeah, because be when one fall, yeah. yeah, when one fall, it can help, the, ne- the next one can help the other one up. But yeah. they said, woe to the one that is alone and fall. Mm. They won't have anybody to pick them yeah. up. So we can look at it that the whole coping is actually community and a knowledge of yourself, knowing yourself in God. Yeah, yeah. it's important. Yeah. So what advice would you give to a young person who is just going now entering that sphere of pressure from the society? What would you say to them? I mean, it sounds vague <laughs> coming from a Christian because even when I wasn't this spiritually strong and you know, you hear the elders testify. Again, something I find out some of them are guilty of. Oh, just look to God and just pray. Everything <laughs> will be all right. And that faith becomes dead at the minute you said it when you know you're not putting no other effort. So my advice definitely would be those same words that are so oh. deep. Never get up off of your knees without the faith that the situation is being worked on. So you, you're rising with victory. You're rising in, in praise that I'm not supposed to be rising, feeling heavy and loaded with this praise anymore. So, with this struggle anymore. But So, I would definitely use the words of my elderly um, church members who continue to say, pray. Yeah. And again, separate self from the spirit. Don't, when God starts communicate with you, you withdraw. Or, oh, that's too hard. Or, you know, want to do that. Or, they become sacrifices for every victory. So I mean, I prefer the Lord of God. And sometimes it may be something that you don't want to do or you don't think of doing because it's not you and it's not what you're used to. The work, the realm that God brings us into is that this is a diverse thing for everybody. It's different. 
And so it may not look exactly like how you are testify, but it's your journey. And if you have that relationship with God, you have to ensure to secure it by obeying and following Him. So my advice would definitely be seek prayer first through prayer. Build a relationship with God. And don't just build it, sustain it. Yes, my advice. The first thing I think is, is very important. Um, by the way, well said by Anakin. Yeah. Again, whether we save and save. Especially for, for Christians. They would say, never wait till we start the this. I start the uh, yeah. You know, um, for Christians, we tend to, you know, be, do a lot of introspection um, what we did, uh, you know, and the, the temptation that we face. And the first thing I would say in order to, you know, to move past that is no condemnation. That's the first thing. Yeah. And, uh, Condemnation it kills. Condemnation kills. Condemnation keeps in a cycle. True. You know, uh, and even as as, as Christians and uh, young people, we, we you know we come to church. I would say, you know, home for think that way here. Home for say that. You know, home for do that. You know, and then we we got we get so lost in our mind and in yeah. what we did and what was we, we said. Uh, you know, our thought process and we we're so ashamed that we feel like okay we can't come back from this. Or you know, if we go. Do 50 Hail Mary before God can accept her again. <laughs> Roman 7, right? Paul spoke about, he said that the, the good that he wants to do, um, the, he found himself doing the opposite, the bad, and, the, and the, the bad that he doesn't want to do, he finds himself doing that. And he went and said, Oh, oh, oh what a wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from the body of death? So he was a bit like frustrated in that time. He said, The good I want to do, but not do it, the bad I don't want to do. That will find myself out it. But then he realized that the, the, the laws of the flesh are working in. But then at the beginning of Romans 8, it says, But therefore, no, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I feel like that's very important um, as Christians to even to, when we face a temptation and are even overcoming something that we're struggling with, I think the first step is knowing that there is no condemnation. Well, this is my personal belief that the the, the, the thought, the train of thought that, you know, we're supposed to hold ourselves accountable as Christians by um, punishing ourselves when we do this work and feeling guilty, conscience, a certain thing. I find that it's one, it's lack of faith. It's two, it's a poor relationship you have with God and you have too yeah. much influences, again, cultural influences telling you that. Cause you know, when you look at your group, the teeth, like, you're not going to strike you and you're mm. going to open up and swallow you. And if you do this now, angel now go visit your night, your night. You know the odd things that we, we heard when we were growing up that yeah. if you do this, this will happen. You have some persons who feel as if they get away with it. And then you have those who feel like they do something and something bad happen to somebody for them or something bad happen to them. The whole thing of the conscience that I gotta do this to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. God wish, I mean, Jeremiah says that he wish no harm among his people. So, yeah. as Kenny was just, you know, it's accountability is important too, and letting go because for God to have loved, still, despite of all that they have done to him, and for Jesus to have had that encounter and still love, you know, it shows that it's not for us to carry that weight yeah. that we, we think we should carry because that's. That's, that's, I don't even know where the thought of change from, honestly. So, that we should do this to ourselves or you know, we should 
not feel this way because we did this or you know what i like about it because the what just popped to my mind when the lady who was to be stoned yeah this that, is the next point because yeah. stepping ahead. right into that sphere like that's a pressure of society right there mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she's she's a part of this and the judgment of society all of that way. that's what was thinking no matter because what does the church do when we fall to the pressures of society but this is what jesus told us to do as as a church he came and he said that where they that accuse you to have jesus telling her that just go to sin no more and stuff like that yeah. That no, yeah. we, we don't shows the heart. We go and go with the bird and go with the, the, the I, yeah. Jesus never the that happen. You see, Jesus did beat her and said, "Go on." Yeah. Then we could have said, I, that yeah, means I, that's I what Jesus to, wants." To make a point on that, yeah. I, I was saying, if you, you can even look at it, those who wanted to to stone her were yeah. the Pharisees. You know, these are the person that were considered to be the righteous of the righteous, you know, one in but Jesus who was perfect in all these ways, never sinned. Oh. Uh, when Jesus said, for um, those who don't sin cast the first cast stone, first stone. but if you look at it, the one that had no sin did not want to throw in stone, but the one that had sins, you know, wanted to, to judge this lady and to, mm. to stone her, but they realized they couldn't because all were with sin, except yeah. Perfect one, Jesus, right? And yeah, so again, I think that's important for even just relating to 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 to, to a young person that may face something similar, is to let them know no condemnation, let them know how much Jesus loved them, let them know how much He have called them into this newness, and and you don't have to to in Romans six it talks about we don't have we don't have to live by this nature because we we're dead to it, we're dead to this nature so we can we can live freely in the life. It it takes a time because it's a daily renewal of the mind. To wrap things up a bit, we discussed that community and knowing who we are in Christ helps significantly when we face pressures of society. Take note of these scriptures that were mentioned in regards to community. Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12 Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help him. But someone who falls alone is in great trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Then Proverbs 11, 9, 11, Proverbs 11, 14 says, Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. Then in regards to knowing where we stand in Christ. 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says, By His divine nature, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the one who has called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. 2 Corinthians 12 
9 to 10 says. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now, I am glad to boast about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Romans 7, 24, Romans 7, 24 to Romans 8, 4 says, Oh, what a miserable person I am, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death. Thank God the answer is Christ Jesus, our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weaknesses of our sinful nature. So God did what law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement for the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow after sinful nature but instead follow the Spirit. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Godfidence. It's all within you. I'm looking forward to hearing your questions, your answers to my questions, and your comments. Set your reminders to drop in next week. You might even hear your answer, your question, or your comment being addressed by me, your host, Will Inspires or a special guest, please tune in with me every Wednesday at 5.30pm. Remember, let's not just have confidence, but God. Bless.